0: What is a gift? Is it something you give when no one else is around? What is a gift? Is it something you take? Delight on the reason why, in this time, we all care. It's called Gives right when you need it always there by your side Do you need a gift That opens right when you ask it If you seek Him you will find That He is the real thing Yes He is that thing to me He's more than a holiday Yes you are Jesus is the real thing. That's right. Uh, listen, uh, this is Superintendent Harvey Burnett welcoming you to another edition of the Dunamis Word broadcast. This is part two on our series on the virgin birth, and we hope that you were blessed by part one, but we were just getting started, uh, and I'm going to pick up real quick, uh, where we, where we left off. Um, real quickly, uh, you can contact this ministry at Dunamis One. That's email, Dunamis One, D-U-N-A-M-I-S-1, that's the number one, at Net Zero, N-E-T-Z e r o dot com or you can go out to our website at bethel burnett that's b-e-t-h-e-l burnett b-u-r-n-e-t-t dot blogspot dot com uh, and uh, read any of our articles or peruse through any of our material we also have another website the dunamis word 2 you'll find a link out there to that uh, and we do quite a bit of um, study uh, materials uh, out there on the web so feel free to access any of that information It's all free I don't make a profit uh, doing any of this this is just a work and a labor of love if you be so kind as to press that donate button on the right side of the screen though we would be happy for any gifts to help us update uh, some of the services that we offer we're Kind of behind on some of the things that we want to bring to you, but uh, we are, are planning on a dynamic year in ministry and a dynamic year in outreaching uh, to the saints and encouraging uh, the saints in their faith. But listen, where we were uh, before—if you haven't uh, got part one of this particular broadcast. You need to listen to it so you'll know where we are. But we're dealing with uh, the virgin birth. We're dealing with Isaiah 7 and 14, also Matthew 1 and 23. One of the first things that we had brought up, there's about seven lines of argumentation uh, that I use to uh, support or to make this case. And we were dealing with number one uh, um, of uh, dealing with the uh the word called Batula, which uh, the critic says that that 's the word that should have been used in isaiah seven fourteen if the thought was to convey virginity uh, and in this particular case uh the virginity of Mary as it pertains to Jesus and his birth, I brought up uh the first point of redundancy scriptural redundancy uh saying that um the uh, scripture in Genesis 24, uh, verses 15 and 16, uh, uh, talked about uh, Rebecca uh, saying that she came out uh, with a jar on her shoulder, and she was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, uh, who was the wife of abraham's brother nahor the girl was very beautiful this is what scripture says in verse 16 of genesis 24 the girl um which translated Nahar, uh was very beautiful a virgin no man had ever lain with her the thought here is that uh since Batula is the word for virgin in um genesis 24 uh 16 uh and but it had to come back with a uh, antecedent phrase saying that no man had ever lain with her, Um specifying um that, you know, even though she was a virgin, no man had ever lain with her. In other words, if Batula was the only word to convey the thought, it would seem that there would be no necessary or um, um, the phrase, no man had ever lain with her, wouldn't be essential, uh, to the meaning. Now, you know, this thing kind of cuts, uh, both ways, uh, cause there are phrases, uh, and there is redundancy in other phrases that give appellations, uh, to the Lord as well. But when we're dealing with this particular, uh, subject, um, we see that that's not the only one. We look over in Judges and, uh, we see this same thing. In fact, uh, you'll find uh, the similar situation in Judges when uh, there were Batula, uh, young ladies who were found, uh, who were young women, but then the scripture says who had never slept with a man. So clearly, uh, the elements of redundancy um, uh, is present. Uh, within scripture, and the critic says that bachula is the word that settles the virginity issue, but that's not what we find within scripture that word does not settle it because we see in at least these particular occasions where there is a redundancy of scripture that has to actually explain or draw out the fact uh, of virginity now uh, we can continue in this building on the previous observations um we find that Bichula does specify uh that A young woman or a youth of marriageable age, marriageable age, and further, one who is not pregnant at the time of marriage, Um, and this is often overlooked. The, uh, but this point clarifies uh, some of the confusion that we have over Deuteronomy 22. Uh, In fact, when we look at Deuteronomy uh, 22, 13, and 21, we see a phrase or a term called tokens of virginity. Um, Tokens of virginity has long been understood uh, to mean, you know, that once the um, marriage, that that, uh, the the husband and wife, or that the husband knew that the wife was a virgin, uh, when he broke her hymen on the uh, honeymoon night uh, <laughs> or the the marital uh union uh, that uh when the hymen was broken then there could be uh, a sheep produced um that had blood on it and therefore uh you knew that this particular woman uh was a virgin uh, there's all kinds of confusion because people don't really understand uh, what they're reading but um the token of virginity is best understood when we look at the, um, the last or the previous menstrual period of the woman. Um, the token of virginity was actually uh, held um, by the father of the, of the bride. And this particular concept uh, dealt with assuring the fact that the woman was not pregnant or not with child, when um her husband her newly espoused husband uh came in to be with her on honeymoon night um the uh thought was that you know if the man came out if he was dissatisfied for whatever reason he would say that uh uh you know she's she's not you know uh, a, a virgin or she's not uh, uh or she's already pregnant or or something's wrong uh well the father could produce the bed sheet Um, from her last or previous um, minstrel, the the minstrel prior to her marrying this particular man and say that uh, here is the bed sheet um, uh, and and biologically speaking and I know there are exceptions and we find those medical exceptions in in modern society but biologically speaking uh, women generally don't have periods after they become pregnant And like I said, I know there are exceptions. Uh, I've seen uh, women that uh, some have uh, uh, periods every month uh, ongoing in their pregnancy or for a certain time. So we understand that. But at this particular time, the understanding was that when a uh, person would have or become pregnant, then those menstruals would stop. And uh, so the uh, father was able to line that up and prove to the man uh, who had given a dowry for that particular daughter um uh, that uh, listen she um you know was not pregnant at the time of marriage so we see that that's what the um uh, the particular uh, appellation of Deuteronomy uh, 22 was for and um uh, so we look at that and we look at uh virginity we look at the word betula uh used to specify that betula uh when contained or found within those verses of Deuteronomy does not necessarily point to one uh, who was chaste or one who had not had sex but it does uh, point to one the word Batula along with the other elements of scripture certainly points to one who was not pregnant at the time of marriage so to say that um, uh, Betula as we find in Deuteronomy specifically Points to or the token of virginity or the token of, uh, uh, of virginity would certainly point to a woman who had never laid with a man is not necessarily uh, the case uh, from Scripture. We'll go a little bit farther and build upon that. Uh, um, point number three, Betula uh, generally refers to a youth of marriageable age without reference to her sexual history. In other words, Betula could even be a widow or a formerly Married woman under certain circumstances. We find that in eight places uh throughout scripture. Um in Deuteronomy thirty two, twenty five, second chronicles thirty six, seventeen, Psalms hundred and forty eight, twelve, Isaiah sixty two five, Jeremiah fifty one, twenty two, uh, Lamentations one and eighteen, also two and twenty one, and Zechariah uh, nine and seventeen. The word is also contrasted or combined with the Hebrew word for young man. That's Baharim in Ezekiel 9 and 6. Uh, and, and also in Ezekiel 9 and 6 refers to a plurality of females, including girls, children, and women. So um, Batula does not necessarily uh, make a distinction uh, that this is just a young woman, as many of the critics have said. But Batula seems to carry a a, a broad range connotation that this could be an older an older uh woman and uh there there could be more um uh, individuals uh covered by that word than just uh initially thought or uh that has been traditionally criticized over the years um uh, the fourth point i'd like to make a married woman and even a widow was considered to be Bachula. now that's clear from the scripture In Joel 1 and 8, you can see that uh, the word in Joel 1 and 8 used is Betula. But notice that that Betula uh, is mourning for her husband or bridegroom. Now, the language is one consistent with one who is married, although many have taken this verse to mean that a husband uh, who is married to a woman to which the union has not yet been consummated. Uh, so something happened during the process of her being married and the process of, uh, uh, you know, maybe her husband dying before that marriage is consummated. But yet and still um, that's the general thought or the explanation of this scripture is that the husband died before the marriage was consummated. Therefore, she is still yet Betula. But nevertheless, she was a married woman. So as we can see, the expanding dimension of the word Betula could include a woman whether the marriage was consummated or not but yet is still a woman who had been previously married also a woman uh, you know a woman who was a widow in in this particular case um so that word betula is has expanded beyond the context of just a young woman of marriageable age then there is another conundrum i call the conundrum conundrum of the king's court we find that in the book of Esther, chapter 2, verses 17 through 19. a Ahasuerus favored Esther above all the other Batula. And uh, it is known, however, that the king's harem, the, now he called all of his harem Batula, but w- who was covered in his harem were women, not only that were single, but also some married women. And also some to whom he had previously been in relationship with. Uh, the Jewish uh, scholar um, uh, Solomon bin Isaac Jakari who lived uh, from 1104 to uh, 1180 um, also gave the interpretation that uh, many of these women that were in the harem of a, a king Ahasuerus were also previously in relationships. It said that these women uh, were still called Batula, even though they had all, you know, previously been with the king or a part of the king's um, uh, company. So again, the definition of Betula, or what we see about Batula, is expanding consistently. Here's my sixth line of argumentation. Job 31 and 1 says, uh, uh, Job, uh, you know, was saying that, you know, if he looked upon a woman with lust, you know, he would be condemned. And uh, he looked upon this woman and he called her Betula, looking upon a virgin. That's how it's interpreted. But the word um, Betula in this particular, um, you know, rendering is better said, made or young woman. In most interpretations, you will not find that that's interpreted, that Bachula is not interpreted as virgin. Um, Why? Well, the Old Testament condemnation, we all know the commandments, was uh, the the condemnation was to look upon a woman who was already married with lust to covet her beauty and desire her. You know, uh, a single man has got to have the opportunity to look at a woman, and have some desire for at some point. Uh, we're not, you know, certain, certainly promoting a perversion, but um, uh, the condemnation or the scriptural condemnation was from a man looking upon a woman who was already married and desiring that woman uh, within his heart. Um, so, uh, and, and as I say in my outline of this, you know, that's a whole different story, and we can talk about that. Uh, in another time, but the fact of the matter is that in Job's society at the time that he was doing this, uh, he was in a polygamous society. And uh, this is why Bachula, and it, you know, he was in a polygamous society, and I mean, you know, he can have multiple wives, but looking upon this particular Bachula, this particular woman, are made was a condemnation and something that God would not be pleased with. So certainly, there's more to the story than initially meets the eye. Then the seventh line of argumentation is that we also find that the term uh, Betula, um, uh signifies the daughters of Zion, uh, and we find those type of things throughout Scripture. And the daughters of Zion were both married, unmarried. Uh, both young and old and so uh, these are things we see about the word or the term betula which expands the whole concept from just being a virgin or somebody that isaiah had to point to 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 others other things Uh, listen uh, my time is fleeting god bless you until our next broadcast where we'll finish this subject So that we would rise Born to bring up a tongue.